six o'clock. It's Monday. It's time for the joke workshop here on mutinyradio.fm and .sf. Well, it used to be the joke workshop where we used to give feedbacks, but now there's just too many comedians, so we're just doing four-minute sets. At three minutes, you'll hear the horn. That means wrap it up. And uh, it was really exciting. We have a full list of comedians tonight, but there's plenty of time. Do not worry. Just even math-wise, it definitely works out. You'll all get an opportunity. And we have a special guest host for the second half, Dakota Price. So he's going to be taking over, and that's awesome. And he's the Mutiny Radio social media manager, and we're so happy that he's on board with us and teaching me how Instagram works. All right, because I don't understand. Your first comedian, uh, what a lovely human being he is. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Anthony Mitchell. Thank you for having me. It's very good to be here. Uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, research on the history of San Francisco. And I recently learned that uh, back in the day, one of the mayors, uh, George Moscone, was assassinated by a police, a member of the police department, which is crazy when you think that back in the day, the San Francisco police actually used to do things. That's crazy. Let's bring it back. Mayors, governors, uh, PTA board members. If we don't like them, let's do it the old-fashioned way. Recall them. Forget voting booths. Forget impeachment. Let's do it like the classics, like John Wilkes Booth. Uh, no, I mean, the last uh, the last uh, American politician uh, to be assassinated was all the way back in 2015. And frankly, that's way too long. Uh, I'm tired of it. Uh, everyone, you know, a lot of people don't like Joe Biden. They don't like uh, uh, Newsom. They don't like London Breed. And those same people have all the guns. So let's put our money where their mouths are and uh, the bullets where their mouths are. All right. Uh, like I said, uh, doing a lot of history on San Francisco. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the neighborhoods, but uh, Russian Hill. Are we familiar? Uh, it's called Russian Hill because uh, a bunch of dead Russian bodies were found there during the gold rush. Russians came over trying to take California from the Spanish found the bodies. Uh, every uh, San Francisco neighborhood has some historic uh, background to it. Uh, North Beach actually used to be known as Little Italy because it had a high population of uh, short Italian people. Uh, then the short, fat Italians moved out and uh, all the politicians smoked crack and named it North Beach. There's no, there's no beaches in North Beach. It's not even the most northern part of the city. What's the deal? Tenderloin, as we all know, that's where the transgenders live. Castro District, that's where, um, actually roots back to Fidel Castro. His grandfather was born in San Francisco, had his sexual awakening, and uh, sucked a lot of cock there. Castro District. Um, Japantown, no one knows. It's still a mystery to this day why it's Japantown. And then, of course, uh, Twin Peaks is called Twin Peaks because uh, San Francisco's most famous twins, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, uh, would take acid and go driving in the hills uh, after filling Full House. Does anyone else live in San Francisco? What district do you live? All right. 
North Beach, already went over North Beach. Soma is, uh, people think it's short for uh, South of Market. It's actually because it's uh, so many crackheads live there. Present company included. Does anyone else live in San Francisco? Sunset District, that's interesting. Uh, it's called Sunset District because a lot of people uh, 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 kill themselves and it's a sunset on their lives there. San Francisco is a very sad city. And no one else lives in San Francisco. Great. Dog Patch. Uh, dog Patch, that's an easy one. Obviously, it's called Dog Patch. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, Dog Patch, that's crazy. Well, because um, a lot of, um, Brady, you want to explain? All right, that's my time. Thank you so much. Anthony Mitchell, dealing with hecklers with great aplomb. Anthony Mitchell, Mitchell. it's a no heckle zone. We've got Katka in the booth, too. Really excited. She's also going to be starting a new podcast here at Mutiny Radio. Yay! So we've got training in the booth. We've got Dakota here. we got the whole team going on. And your next comedian, clap your hands together for Brett Harper Jennings. Just a hustler in spite of myself. I know. Hi, guys. Um, I don't know if this is interesting, but I thought I'd bring it up. You know when you're hungover and, uh, and then you feel bad about things the next day and you're, like, finding things that are revealing what happened? Like, uh, like I woke up and there was a, a, a large rock in my bed. <laughs> And and it was smaller than a fist, but it was I'd consider that a sizable rock. And then I was texting people like, "Oh no, like did I take your rock last night?" Because it was big enough that I thought maybe it was a friend's. Okay, that's just something. <laughs> that's just a personal thing. <laughs> it's it's not interesting. I'll keep it to myself. Um. <laughs> anyway, I just like have this rock. Um. Yeah. Sex ed was confusing. Uh, I think I think it's because our instructor was very nervous. Did anyone else have like someone from Planned Parenthood come in? And okay, cool. Why? Well, yeah. Okay, you're kind of gonna get all this. Um, I this this instructor came in. She was very nervous, and uh, was and she was more nervous than I am anytime. And she kept like whispering words. Like, she kept trying to describe sex, but then she'd whisper words that made her uncomfortable. So she'd be like, the hush, 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 goes into the hush, hush, and I was like, ah, I wonder where it's going, you know? And, <laughs> and, and that was confusing. She used a lot of euphemisms, and I think that wasn't the time to use euphemisms. Um, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and she, she was really excited about it. She made all these diagrams. She made, like, custom, like, diagrams all the different forms of contraception and they were like fun pictures that didn't really have to do with the form of contraception like for condoms she had like clowns and I think that's just exciting like but it also was confusing because she was whispering a lot of words so I was like ah oh, when does the clowns come in and it was unclear when they show up <laughs> um for pulling out she had a picture of a puzzle piece 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. She also, when she was describing pulling out, she kept saying uh, it happens before the event. And it made it sound like there was like a carnival or like <laughs> like a fun movie. I don't think that's what the event was. <laughs> did I get the thingy or did I just? Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> cool. <laughs> No, I don't have anything else, but I'm going to stay up here. <laughs> I uh, there are things that aren't funny, but I want to say them. Oh, I um I love when other people have accents cuz I feel like it's exciting even if it's from a bad for a bad reason. Uh never mind. <laughs> Like a brain injury. Like, it's still like they <laughs> lived somewhere different. Okay, thank you. That's my time. Here I am. Red Harper Jennings, everyone. All right, your next comedian. We've dubbed the international comedian. <laughs> he goes all over the world. You could probably see him in London next week. Put your hands together for Dan Guan. Yay! I didn't think a woman would do something like this to me. I didn't think my girl had to know. Oh hell yeah! Oh, actually, I'm going on, I'm going to Japan next month. Those are my tour dates, actually. All right. So my whole entire set's gonna be in Japanese. Okay, cool. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, yeah. I think I have long hair, right? And I recently made a learning that I think most men should start growing out their hair, cause I think it teaches us to be more empathetic to women. Cause ladies, you never told us how much upkeep it takes to maintain long hair, or how much fun it could be. Because now every time I hook up with somebody and she says, oh, my God, pull my hair, I go, me too. Like, it's just like, you know, just now I'm a feminist. Like, it's great. Okay, cool. Um, let's see. Uh, I, think, I think white women can make anything look sexy, which is weird, right? Because there are just some things that really shouldn't be made look, looking sexy. And I remember one time I was walking by at this bar and I saw a huge group of white women dressing up in bunny suits. And I asked the bouncer, I was like, hey, bro, what's going on tonight? And he's like, oh, haven't you heard? It's Chinese New Year. Which I was like, that's problematic, because first of all, this guy was white. Second of all, I took a picture to make sure that people knew about it. Now, did I report this to the police? Absolutely not. But that's not the point. Okay, there was no punchline there. All right, cool. Never mind. All right. We, we can work on that. Um... Okay, cool. Uh, so uh, I'm Chinese, but uh, I actually I don't speak Chinese, which in a very ironic sense makes me a very Chinese knockoff of a Chinese person, uh, which ma makes it a problem because now every time I want to talk to my parents, like they don't speak English and they only type in Chinese. So what I did was a workaround was I taught them to use emojis instead. Because when my mom was telling me, look, Chinese characters are like pictures. And I'm like, yeah, mom, but look, here are real pictures. Like, it's so much simpler. The only, uh, the more, the only funny thing about uh, my mom texting with emojis is that, like, now she'll just use the randomest emojis to mean anything. Like, when she'll say, hey, come home, she'll just send me a uh, an emoji of a house. Uh, when she says hello, she'll just send me an emoji of a, a Chinese person. But she also makes this, like, extremely awesome eggplant dish for dinner. 
So now whenever she tells me to come home for dinner, it's Chinese person, house, eggplant, wet emoji. So how do you like respond to that? More more suspicious, how do your friend how do you tell explain it to your friends when it says your mom says Chinese person house eggplant wet emoji? Like, you know, it's just you know, that's just that's just bizarre. Okay, cool. Um let's see, uh I, I have a I have a huge insecurity of people ghosting me. Um which I think we can all agree on that, right? Like I talk about this with my therapist a lot and she says that hey, I think it's because you just don't trust people. Uh, and then one time uh, when my therapist's mom died and she couldn't see me for two months, I was like, holy shit, she's ghosting me. <laughs> like, that's so bizarre. Okay, no, too real? Okay, no, never mind. Okay, last joke. Um, I, you guys ever tell pe other people you're a comedian? No? Most of you guys are like, fuck no, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Has-beens. Uh, I, I, I made the mistake. I told one of my friends, his dad, I was a comedian. And uh, he said, yeah, you look funny. I don't know to be uh, pleasantly surprised or offended. I don't know which one that should be. Okay, cool. All right, I've been Dan Guan. You guys been doing Thanks so much. Bye, bye. Give it up for Dan Guan, everybody. Yeah, give it up for Dan Guan. Uh, and uh, now uh, come to the stage, everybody's favorite radio host, Pam Benjamin. Woo! So you can bring that music up in between. Bring it up on the CD. Bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> Benjamin, and then you bring it down. And I go, yay, hi, yay. See, we're training at the same time. Hi, everybody. We're multitasking all the time. Constantly multitasking. It's a Valentine's Day week. I'm not doing any multitasking. Nothing's happening in my pants or anyone else's. Is there anybody, anybody have love in their life? You do, yay for you! No good. That's I'm so I love that for you. Um, no, that's what people say. <laughs> that's the new white lady way to say fuck your face. <laughs> like, I love that for you. No, I'm uh, I'm so lonely. I masturbate to podcasts. That's hundred percent true. Yeah. What podcast? My own podcasts because I'm a narcissist and I can do everything by myself. Uh, no, I'm convinced. I'm a crazy cat lady. This is 100% true. I'm convinced that my cat is the reincarnated soul of a Serbian warrior prince. Yes, we are having the best dating relationship. He loves me so much. You know how soft a cat's paw is? <laughs> Have you ever? Not masturbating with my cat. I'm masturbating. My cat just happens to be there. Sometimes he takes... Do you know how soft a cat's paw is? It, sometimes he takes his soft, soft cat's paw and he puts it on my lower back, you know? So I can feel loved. It's I'm lonely. Did we get that? Did we did we get the memo? Did we? Cool. I'm so lonely that I've been uh I've been trying to like I don't know if the word is hookup. I've been making eyes at men on the bus. I've been using Muni. I've been using Muni for dating. This is not working. I was sitting in the bus and I looked out the window and there was a super cute guy, and so I sat up a little bit and I realized he had a shopping cart. Okay, my standards have gone so low. Not that there's any problem with the questionably housed. This guy was really good looking. I saw another one, and I was like, my God, that guy's super cute. And then I looked down. He had no shoes. He was way too cute to not have shoes. Like, seriously, he was so good looking. I was, And usually I carry snacks in my bag to, like, placate 26-year-old men. But now I have to carry shoes? 
snacks and shoes? This is too much for me, you guys. Dating is hard. I don't know how to do it. I am so lonely that uh, I think cops are cute now. Have you seen the new cute cops? Everyone's going like, where are none of them? No, they are. They are so cute. The whole SFPD has a new platform. Cute cops. And they're, they're absolutely darling. I'm telling you. And uh, I walked up to a little gaggle of them the other day, and I said, oh, there are like three of them. I said, I hope the SFPD makes a calendar, and they put you in it. And I winked. And they smiled. How many lives did I save? Happy cops. Woo. <laughs> now, I don't know if the cops are actually really cute or if I'm just really lonely or if I have Stockholm Syndrome. Have I truly fallen in love with my oppressor? <laughs> you know what Stockholm Syndrome is. Yeah. Now, I know why EMTs and firemen are always cute. Always, always, always. Because when you're dying and you look up, you want to have a reason to live. <laughs> I want to make out with this 26-year-old fireman. <laughs> mouth to mouth. It's called mouth to mouth. It's not make it out. I didn't fake my death on purpose to meet. It's not, I'm not that lonely. Fucking crazy people. No, I do. Um, I do. I am lonely. Uh, one, <laughs> this is going to be a rough Rough week. Uh, what's one more thing about loneliness? I got the shoes in. That was like all the new stuff with the jokes. Uh, the EMTs, the firemen. Woo, woo, ring the bell, ring a ding. We were vibing. It's another joke I usually do. I'm just running it through in my head. Uh, and, oh, and then the last thing I'll say is I've been, I'm so lonely. I've been doing a lot of acid to get my head together. Not working. <laughs> so now, now I actually do believe that my cat talks to me. Yay! Now our relationship is so much better! Me, my cat, and my sourdough starter, Gary. The best relationships I've ever had. Okay, thank you, everybody. Yeah, that was Pam. And uh, it's, it's me, your, your guest host, Dakota Price. I'm here on the radio. Yeah. And uh, anyway, guys, uh, we're going to give it up to your, to your next person. Uh, uh, are, they, are they here? Are they... Kapani. All right, we're going to give it up to your next uh, comedian, Kapani. Yeah, Kapani Kirkland. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm Kapani. Um, I, I, I find that being ethnically ambiguous is a lot of other people. Um, because when I, when I meet someone who's South Asian, I'm like, hey, I... I'm I'm half Nepali too, and they're like, "Oh, really?" Um, but when I accidentally mentioned this to the the white lady I work with, she's like, "Oh, oh wow, yeah, wow." Uh, here's <laughs> here's an article about Mount Everest. I bet you like this, don't you? Oh, I'm gonna send you another one next week, and and the week after next week, and and I I'm like Michelle, that's that, that's really kind, but um, I'm like. I'm like kind of whitewashed, like just as whitewashed as, as you. I like I cried to Brandy Carlisle yesterday. I'm incapable of making a playlist without putting the strokes on it. It's it's bad. Um I I had I had my first pap smear ever today. Thanks. I was really hoping people would share. Um <laughs> uh, here here here's my impression of waiting for the OBGYN to come into the office. You want me to put my shirt back on? Um, <laughs> I, I, f I find in 
general that like standing butt naked with just a shirt on is quite possibly like the least attractive combination. And like in that moment when I was like, like, no, just like nothing on bottom down, I felt like I bore a great ontological similarity to the man who flashed me in the Redwood City Savers two months ago. Like we were just one in the same. Um, I didn't think I was a pedophile, but I've started going on dates with a college senior. And, and every time we go out, I, I, I offer, to play, offer to pay, and, and he's like, oh, no, I got it. I'm like, are you sure? I have a job. You're $200,000 in debt from getting a film degree. <laughs> and, and he's like, no, I still have money from my summer job where I was a camp counselor. Um, uh, so me and my roommates, one of them is right here, we're on Hinge together. We were, I, I, formally. Um, and, and every time she leaves, I know it might be the last time I ever see her because that's just like being a woman and dating. Um, but, but the issue with Anna being on Hinge is that she's an Android user, so I can't even find her on Find My Friends when her dead body's in a ditch somewhere. Like, it's in, like, I don't, I don't even know how to find her. Um, uh, what else am I going to say? What else am I going to say? Oh, okay, so my roommates, we run out of toilet paper a lot in my house. I don't know if we shit more than other people or something, but, but every, every time we run out of toilet paper, I'm like, hey, guys, I'm the week again. <laughs> Not that actually that funny. Um, we, should, we, should, we should buy more toilet paper, but they've just been ignoring my text. So I started sending evites, but they were like, Pawnee, this is really aggressive. And I was like, I hear you. So I sent a second evite <laughs> so we can talk about it. But I sent the location as the Walgreens on Potrero and 24th so we could all buy toilet paper afterwards. Um, I, 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 have, I have one more. Um, I ran the Kaiser Permanente 10K like two weeks ago, um, and and there is this guy by the panhandle, and he was just like he was like clapping and smiling and like everything he could to cheer everybody on, and it was just the most pointless thing I've ever seen because cheering for endurance sports has no negative or positive like feedback. It's just like the people who are running are going to continue running. Like it's the equivalent of yelling at somebody who's deaf. Or, or, I don't know, trying to cultivate a relationship with your father who used to be in the military. That's all I have. Thank you. Yeah, that was Kapani, everybody. Oh, my God, that was so funny. It was, it was the greatest. Uh, all right, guys, uh, we're all here for the joke workshop. It's going to be fun. It's, it's, it's lots of laughs coming. Uh, give it up for your next comedian, uh, Ian Langlands. I uh keep this short. I uh do you, do you guys believe in manifesting? Do you, do you guys you guys believe in manifesting? I I want to believe in it, but the problem is the only people I ever see advocating for it are the hottest women I've ever seen. It's really hard to take their advice because it, you know f in some cases it's very easy for them to operate, so they're just like, oh, the universe. 
must be on my side. It's funny, I got this friend, she's always like, Ian, you just gotta manifest. You just gotta close your eyes, you gotta give your energy out into the world, and what you want will come to you. So I was like, fine, I'll fucking try it. So there I am, I'm closing my eyes, I'm like, I'm thinking about it, I'm manifesting, I'm sending it out to the universe. I open my eyes, and I am not holding an eight ball of cocaine, so I don't think it works. I call bullshit. I don't even, th do we want manifesting to work? Do we want it to work where you just believe hard enough things will come? You know how many people are, I wish were dead? A lot. I do. And if I just give it into the universe, they'll be dead. That's, that's dangerous. I feel like that's a slippery slope. We don't, wanna, we don't want that to happen. Good. Thank you, guys. Thanks for laughing. It was fun. You guys, Chinese balloons, Chinese balloons that are coming over to America. The funny part about that to me is like we're always hearing about being like a, you know, industrial, like very progressed in like all kinds of technology and stuff. And it's just balloons that they've decided to send. It's very funny to me. I think it's like, okay, as long as we get through the balloons, if they start sending paper airplanes and we're fucked, okay, we're not gonna have an answer. That was the stupidest thing I've ever said in my life. Uh, are we a pro? Are we pro sex work in the crowd? Pro sex work? Yes, yes, we are. We should be. It's 2023. You got to be pro sex work. I'm probably the most pro sex work person in this room because I've been banging prostitutes for years. The worst part, you know, that's a lie too. That's like not even. I just wanted to say it. I, I thought it was funny. Thought it was. Funny. Not even one, Brady. Well, what's your, what's your running price at the moment, Brady? Let's see. I uh, okay, I gotta finish this. I uh, I grew up in the Bay Area, and I consider myself I'm very liberal. I'm a very liberal person. Uh, but I did I went to visit my cousin in Kansas over the summer, and I shot a gun for the first time. I will say this: I could feel all my liberal values just drain out of my body. It was a very—it was kind of like ayahuasca. Where it was like an experience you're not used to, and you kind of get enlightened a little bit. You know, it was straight. By the second shot, I was like, you know what? Maybe we should build the wall. Maybe they got a point. That was a joke. Okay. I want to know. I want to know what's like the what's like the conservative version of that realization. You know. Like someone from Texas comes to California, and he's like, look, I'm a Republican through and through, but after doing poppers, I will say this. My mind has changed. By the second hit, I was like, yeah, maybe the drag queen should teach kindergarten. Maybe they've got a point. Okay, bye. Oh, yeah, that was Ian, yeah. Oh, shit, dude. That was hilarious. I love it. Uh, good comedy, uh, good jokes. It's me, Dakota, again. Uh, how's everybody doing? Everybody doing good tonight? Woo! Awesome. All right, give it up for your next comedian, Josh Katsky, the sleeper hit of 2023. Pam was just like randomly, insanely nice to me in the Facebook, and I feel uncomfortable with that. All right. Uh, you guys ever uh, have a terrible Uber driver, but you're in their car, so like you still have to take their side? I was, I was on the way here, and I kind of had to be like, 
you are absolutely right. That woman did not have the right of way. That stroller should count as a vehicle. You are right. I'm a big Wheel of Fortune fan. No transitions today. I'm a big Wheel of Fortune fan. I love Wheel of Fortune because Wheel of Fortune is like Jeopardy for dumb people. Jeopardy is like, do you know history and literature and current events? Wheel of Fortune is like, do you know all the letters? I love Wheel of Fortune. I think it's, it's messed up, though, because sometimes people will go on Wheel of Fortune, and then they'll make a little mistake, and people will shit on them for the rest of the Like, I saw a video where the, the clue was Des Moines, Iowa, and they said Des Moines, Iowa, and then you see YouTube videos like, idiot Wheel of Fortune player screws up. And it's like, you watch it again. They, they never make fun of anything else on the show, though. Like, literally three times a show, someone will be like, can I buy a vowel? I'll take a T. That's not a vowel. Humor. And, uh, I, can't, I can't throw stones. I literally, last year, found out that C-O-L-O-N-E-L is not pronounced colonel. It is, in fact, pronounced colonel. I used to think those were two separate words. <laughs> I will often, anytime I see a bumper sticker that says, like, my son is in the Army Corps, it's spelled C-O-R-P-S, so, like, I always read it, my son, Army Corps. And that's a bad mistake to make. That, that'll get you kicked out of a Chili's. Like, you go up to a woman, like, so what's it like to be the mother of an Army Corps? That's... Ugh. I don't know. My point is that like we all have things we mess up. We all have our own H leads here. <laughs> that one took a second there. <laughs> uh, yeah. I uh, I haven't had a great month though. Uh, my girlfriend uh, my girlfriend got fired. My car got stolen by a tow truck driver. I think the worst part about having your car taken by a tow truck driver is that they don't leave a note or a sign or anything. They're content to just let you question your sanity. Like, you show up to your spot and you're like, I'm 100% sure I know where I parked. And then you walk up and down the street a few times and you're like, I'm pretty sure I was around here. And then you take a few laps around the block and you're like, do I exist? Nothing is real. All right, we're going to go through these next few real quick. Um, yeah, all right, so I called them to finally find out that my car got towed, and I asked them how to get my car back, and the person at the impound responded, oh, it's real easy. Just drive down to the impound, and you can get your car back, which seemed kind of cold, right? Like, you just took my car. That's like a mafia movie where they take a baseball bat to some dude's kneecaps and then they like throw some dollar bills on him. He's like, huh, why don't you walk on down to the ER, you piece of shit. I got to the impound and they're like, here's a picture showing what you did wrong. And I was like half inch in the red in front of somebody's driveway and they towed my car. I was like, how do I know that you didn't just move my car? They're like, what? Like, how do I know that the company that makes all of their money from towing my car, that owns the only tool that could move my car, didn't move my car for money. And they're just like, well, you just have to trust us that we wouldn't. Trust the tow truck drivers? Are you kidding me? 
All right, thank you all so much for your time. Wow, I have never thought about this tow truck conspiracy before, but I'm 100% on board. Fuck the tow truck drivers. You'll, you'll, you'll never impound my shit again. Actually, do you know what's crazy? Uh, uh, I actually had a car. To actually, it wasn't my car. It was my baby mom's car. You can't hear me? Can't, uh, anyway, it was my baby mama's car. And uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Woo! And we're going to give it up for my grandma's favorite comedian, Brady Pearson. Woo! Oh, my God. What a great review to be. Coda's grandma's favorite comedian. I think I want that in my billing for the rest of my life. I mean that. By the way, I love your... By the way, this is for her. I'm going to go through this. I have to find my notes real quick because this is a real comedy workshop. So I just wrote a full song. So I'm actually finding my By the cranberry. In cranberry. song is called Laundry. Okay. Stop being frustrated about living your entire <laughs> No, seriously. Stench hangs lowly, hangs slowly awaken. How, how does a sense cause such violence? How can it be mistaken? But you see, it's not me. I'm not that filthy in the bin, in the bin. It's Pyland with your socks and your thongs and your jocks filled with cum. In the bin, in the bin. It is Pyland in the bin, in the bin. Do laundry, laundry, eh, eh. It's what's in the bin, in the bin. Fucking do laundry, laundry, eh, 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 eh. Overstuffed bin is breaking. Rats are taking. When neglect can cause such great pestilence, the smell can't be forgiven. It's the same old thing. You act like you're 16. In your head, you think it's working as it climbs across rooms until it consumes your bed in the bin. The shit is piling. It's in the bin, in the bin. Do laundry, laundry, laundry eh, eh. in the bin. It's in the bin. Laundry, eh, eh. Thank you. So we have time left. Is it okay? Ladies, am I accurately expressing your feelings? Because I know we've all felt this in the fucking bin. The goddamn fucking bin. You don't do it. You don't fucking do it. Wait, wait, let me go back over the song. 
How does a sense cause such violence? That's obvious. Okay. You went there, I'm taking it. And ladies and gentlemen, since you've already heard me sing for three minutes, I want to thank you for your attention. Yeah, everybody give it up for Brady. Like, keep those rounds of applause going. That's what my grandma, my grandma listened to one of these uh, these recordings and was like, I love his voice. It's it's so it's so smooth. And anyway, yeah, that's my grandma's favorite comedian, everybody. And I'm about to bring up one of my favorite comedians. She's one of the best in the business. Don't be a sauerkraut, but give it up for Lauren Kraut. Woo! Don't be a sauerkraut. Woo! Don't be a sauerkraut. Be a sweet kraut. Like me. Alright. I'd like to take this opportunity to say to my roommate from college, Lynn, Yukon, circa 1974-78, I'm sorry. So if you see her, <laughs> Lynn from Yukon, circa 1974 to 78, please tell her that I didn't know what I was doing. And I, I didn't mean to invite that guy over, and I didn't, I, I thought it was a nice thing to say, don't sleep on the floor, but sleep here next to me. But I was so naive, I didn't know that he wanted more from just sleeping. And uh, so I'm sorry, Lynn, Yukon, circa 74, 78. We're working on that joke. That's where we're going to have that. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, while I just want to say, also that don't write there when you mean there. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you on the radio, I am holding up signs. T-H-E-R-E and T-H-E-I-R. Stop writing there when you mean there. Two different things all together. There is where you go when you want to leave. Where are you going? I'm going over there. There is belonging to them. Whose dog is an asshole? Their dog is an asshole. And you can combine them if you want to be like this. I'm going over. Oh, where'd it go? I'm going over there to see their asshole dog. And you can also consider there. T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E, don't write, this is prop comic hard, don't, don't write T-H-E-R-E when you mean T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E. This is again, there where you go, where are you going, I'm going over there. This T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E is belonging to them. Who's being a fucker right now? They're being fuckers right now. And you can combine them if you want to be a dick about it and use all three. You can combine them to say, there 
they are being fuckers over there. There with their asshole dog. Thank you. All right, thank you. I got one minute to go. All right. Uh, who? Anybody live alone? You do weird shit when you live alone, don't you? You talk to yourself, right? Enough of the pretzels already. That's what I say. I stand and eat all my meals at the counter in the kitchen. I have three perfectly fine chairs and a couch, but two of the chairs are filled with crap, and during the day, the couch belongs to the cat. Please move over, please. Okay, fine, have it your way. And I go to this tiny spot in my hallway, the only place in my apartment that's not visible to the neighbors, and smoke pot. Can they see me? I'm not sure if the paranoia I experience is from the weed or the fact that my mother frequently criticized my weight in many bad life decisions. Oh, Laura, not again. You do not walk around naked, as some might believe. No. You grew up in a time of wonder bread and body shame. You cannot stand to see yourself without any clothes. Even showers are painful. But you're not above mooning the cat now and again. All right, thanks very much. Keep it going. Keep it going for Lauren Crowd. Hey, and she killed it just there on the stage. And give it up for your host, Dakota Price. It's me. What's up, fuckers? How's everybody doing? Hey. That's my favorite way to like say hello to a group of people. It's like, what's up, fuckers? Like, like that's a real. I feel like that's like a real like American thing to do. It's just like, what's up, asshole? And they're like, how you doing, bitch? Like, I don't know. I just like talking shit to people, calling people names. No, uh, <laughs> I love it, Lauren. I love your comedy so much. It makes me so happy. Uh, dude, I love getting to do joke workshop and coming to do mutiny radio and hearing all these fun new jokes, man. I got some new jokes. Uh, is uh, speaking of new shit, I work at a dispensary now, which is awesome. Uh, my short-term memory is going to absolute dog shit. Uh, like I, I like like, uh, but uh, my mom would be smiling up at me from hell. That's all I'm saying. She's like, "Woo, go son." Uh, but anyway, uh, this weird shit happened to me the other day. I was standing there waiting for the bus. And there was a pigeon just hanging out at the bus stop with me. And I was waiting, and a couple buses went by, and finally my bus got there. Bus doors opened up, and I got on the bus, and then the pigeon got on the bus. And I sit down, and I'm just, you know, chilling, and this pigeon is going up and down the aisles, you know, doing pigeon shit. And I'm like, man, I, I wonder if someone should help this pigeon. Like, is he lost? Is he supposed to be on, is he supposed to be on this bus? Like, I don't think he is. Like... And uh, no one seemed to care. There's a bunch of other people on this bus, and this, this pigeon is just hanging out. And the second that I was like, ah, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to help him. He jumps up, and he pulled the cord, and the bus stops, and he flew off. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> they figured it out, man. These pigeons have figured out public transit. And I was like, if they can figure out buses, man, they can figure out trains. And you'll have flocks of Oakland pigeons taking BART over here and just like... Going up the escalator. It'd be really confusing. Would you see, could you imagine seeing that shit? It'd be awesome. Like, you call your lift, and it's just four pigeons operating the car. Like, it's, they just... 
get in. <laughs> like, uh, you know, the Bay Wheels bikes is just three pigeons, like, you know, two operating the pedals and, like, one really good at balancing. Like, <laughs> you get on your plane, and it's like, <laughs> play. all right, and your captains today are two pigeons. <laughs> Sorry, guys, this pigeon jokes get out of fucking hand. So stupid. But no, that that shit really happened to me. I got like I they got on a bus with a pigeon. Uh anyway, uh so I got hemorrhoids. Yeah, I got hemorrhoids. And how I fi- how you find out you have hemorrhoids like actually, you know, if you go to the doctor, you know, I was like, "Doc, my asshole hurts." And he was like, "All right. Put on this gown." in that, that room. You know, that's not what actually happened. But I went to the doctor. I was in the waiting room. I was supposed to get a fucking rectal exam. That's what I was there for, is a rectal exam, because my ass was hurting. And uh, the doc, the doctor came up to me, and he was like, hey, do you mind if uh, some nursing students come and witness this procedure? They've never seen it, and they need to witness this procedure for school. I was like, sure. No problem. And anyway, so I'm laying there in a gown while three beautiful 21-year-old blonde nurses come in looking like they're fresh out of, like, some magazine for, like, hot nurses. And uh, the doctor, who's about my size, has big hands. He can palm a basketball. You know, puts on a glove. He says, lubricating gel. He says, uh, Mr. Price, I'm going to need you to roll onto your side and pull your boxers down. And uh, <laughs> so I do. And, uh pull my boxers down, and he says, spreads my cheeks with two fingers, and then with the other one, he says, sorry, and then goes all the way in, all right? And then he hooks the finger. He says, hemorrhoid, 9 o'clock, and goes all the way around. He's like, whatever degree that is, and then pulls it out and says, sorry again. And I was like, man, you didn't have to apologize both times. And anyway, I just wanted to tell you all about how I got a finger in my ass by a doctor. That was my time. Keep it, keep it going for Dakota Price. Hey. Next is um, Hunit Shakur. Damn, butchered my name so bad I didn't recognize it. <laughs> my name's Hunaid. My white name is Nate, if that makes it easier. Um, that's cool. I saw two pigeons on the Muni today, too, and I was like, hey, what are y'all doing here? And they said, uh, they're shooting shit out of the sky now. They're like, our friend got shot last week. They called him a spy. Um, um, I have a girlfriend. No pause. Okay. Um, but I like having a girlfriend because I get to learn about things I didn't know previously, like I could own more than one towel and... I need to change my bed sheets, and I can't use paper towels and toilet paper interchangeably. I don't know if you've ever initiated a breakup, but the best way is to hand your girlfriend paper towels when you're out of toilet paper. Um, I've been trying to quit my job, or I've been trying to get fired more accurately, so I stopped doing work for the past two months, and I'm proud to announce that this week I got promoted. And uh, they were just like, you know, you've been doing great work. This is manager-level stuff, this this level of nothing right here. We might make you CEO one day if you keep it up. 
Um, I have a bipolar friend, like real bipolar, like Kanye level bipolar, and it's weird. It's a weird friendship to have because I go over to his house and I see his checklist, and it's like normal stuff, and then at the end it's suicide, and I was just like. Is is this one always gonna be unchecked? And he goes, "Well, I realized that even if I was successful, I'd never be able to check it off." Um. <laughs> That's the validation I come to <laughs> open my stuff. Um. Um. Well, it's only going to go downhill from there. So um, I, I think I realized that the term uh, falling and eating shit originated in San Francisco. I also think San Francisco is the only city in the world you'll be told you're poor from an app. Like I tried to get renter's insurance through an app the other day. And I was like, what do you own? And I was like, a towel, like some, pap some paper towels and an Xbox. And it was like, oh, your insurance is 50 cents a month. Um, and you should get your life together. Like, maybe get an air mattress or some camp. Um, I had a flight canceled the other day, and the reasoning was um, an act of God, which is, like, corporations have gone out of hand if they're starting to call weather acts of God. Like, rain on in New York isn't an act of God. It's just an inconvenience. But, like, eight inches of snow in San Francisco, that's an act of God. All right, that's it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it, give it going, everybody. Uh, this next person I'm super happy to bring to the stage. Uh, they've opened for Seinfeld, closed for Gaffigan. What? Renee Rogum? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Don't. S so first of all, uh, we have business today, uh, all of us. Uh, does anybody know Be Real? Fantastic. So you understand the assignment. Find your light, babies. Find your light. Don't look too. Helping me out with that. So I'm half Jewish and I'm half Filipino, which stereotypically makes me the chosen nurse. Um, means I probably should have become a doctor or a nurse. I'm neither of those things. I'm an actor. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> My whole life, man. <laughs> okay. Thing. I'm used to it. <laughs> I have played a doctor and a nurse on television, on stage, but to my Filipino mother, that is not the same thing as being an actual doctor or a nurse. Because it's not. <laughs> that was the same guy. That same guy in the back was like... <coughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for the uh, vote of confidence. You and my mom would get along really well. My mother said she was super proud of me, right, when I told her that I was on IMDb. She said she bragged to all her friends. But then I eavesdropped a little extra hard on her mahjong tournament that I attended with her. That bitch wasn't saying IMDb. She was saying WebMD. I was like, I was like, Ma, it's IMDb. She's like, you speak when you're spoken to, okay? One time we were on um, a Philippine airline. We were on a flight back to the Philippines. And the stewardess comes on the overhead, and she's like, for 
freaking out. She's like, doctor, is there a doctor on the plane? Mind you, I'm five mimosas deep. It's a long fucking flight. So I lean over to my mom and I'm like, I don't know about doctors, but bet your ass there are a ton of nurses. This is a Philippine airline after all. She was not impressed. She was like, that should have been you. I'm like, mom. She's like, don't mommy, huh? what are you going to do improv being a doctor? Yes, and him back to life. You're so, you're so fucking stupid. I was like, I'm sorry, ma'am. Did you just call me stupid? She's like, I'm sorry, ma'am. Do you still believe that laughter is truly the best medicine? Okay. So I'm Norm. I'm from New York. Um, I absolutely love the Bay Area. Thank you for having me. This is my heart home. San Fran is absolutely my heart home. I love it here. I feel lighter. I feel like I can get more done. Like right before this, I got an abortion. Thank you. I wasn't even pregnant. I just wanted to show solidarity. <laughs> you know, and um, yeah, I just, I, I, feel, I feel good about it. We got to support each other, ladies, you know? Times are hard. But yeah, this time last year, it was like, wasn't it like Delta or something? Like this time last year, like this wasn't a thing. All of us, you know, sucking in each other's juices like this and masks. Like, we're all fucking right now, by the way. Like, yeah, Dakota, what's up? But like, but like, it wasn't a thing last year. And like, like I, I guess this time last year is when I got Delta. I don't know who else, uh, shout out for anybody who got Delta. Yeah, everybody in the room, I fucking got it from you. I know it. But do you ever like, did you get, did you get COVID and like when you, like you got sick, right? And then you like, you like thought back. You like, you like went, you did the Hansel and Gretel breadcrumb thing to find the fucker who gave it to you. Did you ever do that? Right? I did. And I fucking figured it out. I'm like, tell you the story. So I was in a Safeway, the one on King Street, when I realized the guy in front of me wasn't wearing a mask. <sighs> I know, I know. So upon further inspection, I realized that this man is wearing the unofficial uniform of Trump uh, QAnoners. For, for uh, I got you. For those of us, for those of us who don't know what that is, uh, that is uh, mirrored Oakleys. A camouflage wife beater with the words "Let's go, Brandon" emblazoned on the front, and a MAGA hat. Yes, and a MAGA hat. The cherry on the shit sundae. Guys, I should tell you too. I too was wearing my unofficial uniform, which was rainbow booty shorts, a Black Lives Matter T-shirt, a defund the police face mask, and a hand embroidered. My mom made it for me. So it was a regular standoff in, you know, aisle three of the Safeway when all of a sudden this guy looks at me and he's like, okay, sweetheart, the mask ain't working. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. I refuse to take fashion advice from anybody that wears an American flag like it's a fucking pashmina. Okay? And he's like, no, 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 sweetheart, calm down, calm down, calm down. Love that. Calm down, yeah. And he's like, I... I I, w I wasn't telling you that. I was just saying, like, you can lose the mask. The pandemic is over. I was like, oh, yeah? Well, you can lose that MAGA hat, sir. The election is over. Thank you so much. My name is Renee. Damn, that was a fucking sick-ass burn. That was super cool. I really like that. Uh, 
That was fucking badass. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to say that we're going to keep it rolling, guys. We're going to keep this joke workshop going. And uh, we're going to give it up for one of, one of my favorites. I, I, I love this guy. Uh, a, a huge ball of rage and joy, Jared Sinna! What the fuck is up, everybody? How you doing, guys? My name is Jared. I'm a doctor. Had a weird day at work today. One guy that came in, didn't inspect him, so I put my hand up his ass. He has hemorrhoids. All right. And a big butt. All right, all right. On to the jokes. Okay. Uh, I actually just got broken up with. Uh, yeah, it sucks. But the weird part, the, the horrible part about this is I don't even know what I did to heal this. I tried calling her like 500 times. She still wouldn't tell me what I did wrong. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, to help out with that, I started doing therapy. Uh, that's been really helpful, not only as a way to One thing she told me was that I How do you know that's true? Says because you're leaning in for a kiss right now. Thank you, guy in a super dry jacket. Give it up for that guy. All right. All right. New jokes. Okay. All right. Uh, so, um, let's see. Uh, San Francisco got a lot of gays. I fuck with the gays. There's one right there. I fuck with your kind, sir. Uh, I say, uh, the gays fuck with me, too. They consider me an ally. I say that because I dated a bisexual woman. So. Yeah. Real eye-opening experience, not for just for me, but also the woman I dated. I realize you need to be more empathetic towards what you go through on a daily basis. She realized that she doesn't like me. Yeah. Turns out I'm like the prime demographic of like bisexual women to look after. Like I'm five foot two, I have a septum piercing, and I have short hair. Like I look like a lesbian. That's what I'm like the gateway drug to being a lesbian. Like a real Rorschach test. Like, I'm very effeminate looking, but I am just as toxic as any straight man I ever met. <laughs> okay. The Bay Area is, uh, I love San Francisco uh, and Muni Radio. This is actually the place where I lost my virginity. <laughs> On this stage right here, right where you're sitting at, sir. Um,. I was young. I was 23 when I lost it, uh, which is the age that I am now currently. I didn't lose it late because I was scared to talk to women. I was just scared to show my naked body to women, you know? Like, no one needs to know how big my nipples are. Luckily, the person I did it with was very understanding. and didn't judge me for what my body looked like. She just sat me down. And she was like, baby, I don't care how big your nipples are. As long as I get the hundred dollars you promised to Venmo me. <laughs> ah! 
All right, give it up for Dakota, everybody. Yeah, that was so nice. That was so nice. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm really in, into to, to lesbians. And Jared, you're hot. Anyway, uh, we're going to give it up to the next, for your next comedian. Uh, we, 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 we love him. We love him very much. It's Colin Bryan. A man bursts into a doctor's office, pants around his ankles. He says, doctor, help me. Doctor, doctor, help me. I found a small lump on my testicle. Doctor bends over, takes a look. He says, sir, that's your penis. True story. Um, you know, they say to get anywhere in life, you just got to suck the right dicks. I'm here. So I've been sucking the wrong dicks. Um, but anyway, what I'm saying is I'm glad that I got divorced. Because I'll find the right dick. The numbers game. Thank you. I don't think that's the one, but I'll find it. Um, but I remember back when I got engaged, the excitement, the enthusiasm of being engaged, and everybody wants to see the ring. Oh, show me the ring, they say. Show me the ring. And I remember very distinctly the last time I showed somebody my engagement ring. I said, how much can I get for it? Gay divorce. Um, what is the difference? What is the difference between a dog and a bottom? You shouldn't mistreat your dog. It's all gonna be gay from here on out. So strap in. Um, what What does a gay captain drive? Yachts. Thank you. You guys know who Jennifer Coolidge is? Okay, this is going to be mixed then. Um, this is my impression of Jennifer Coolidge after going up 10 flights of stairs. Oh, that was a lot of stairs. Thank you, two people that know who Jennifer Coolidge is. Up next is my impression of Jennifer Coolidge. On Apollo 13. Houston, we have a problem. Thank you. All right, last is a new character I'm working on. It's uh, Secretary of State Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> We're announcing new sanctions on Russia. The war in Ukraine is real bad. Thank you. That ends the Jennifer Coolidge material. Earnest question for the room. How many gender identities are we up to as a society? Is it like 50-something, 60-something? I don't know. I hope it keeps going up because I invested in gender identity when there were only six. I visited Vermont when I was 16. I said, this shit's going somewhere. The B in LGBT stands for bull market. An al alternative tag is LGBT stands for let's go buy treasuries. Yeah, that's queer investment humor. You're not getting that from anyone else. 
right, one more thing. Um, you know, it's interesting, the generational divide between the different gays. You know, the older gays, they had the homosexual tragedy of the AIDS crisis. And the biggest tragedy I face is when I go to a gay bar and see a guy doing a much better job of pulling off this look. Never forget. Thank you. Good night. Is Kelly Evans? Is Kelly Evans is not here. All right, we're just gonna keep rolling, man. Uh, guys, give it up for your next comedian, Kenneth Camacho Jr. Woo! So I, I guess we're going by the government name tonight, but that's okay. Fuck it. Oh, so, uh, you know, my name's Kenneth. You know, like being my age, like in the job that I do. Changing your name and shit, because like a lot of old heads, you know, if you tell them, oh, actually, I don't go by that, they're gonna be like, oh, fucking gay? Fucking changing your name and shit? Oh, of course not, dude. Oh, definitely not. Like, really not. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, what I wanted to talk to you guys about today was uh, you know, like kids and technology and shit, right? You know, it's kind of crazy growing up nowadays, like having all this technology around you and you fucking never know what you're gonna see on the fucking internet. As a kid, right? Like, my experience was, personally, I was about nine years old, I got my first laptop. When I was 11, that fucking thing wouldn't turn on anymore. All the fucking buttons were infested with fucking cum. It was fried with fucking <laughs> porn viruses and shit. Fucking just fried with porn viruses and shit, you know what I mean? Like, storage was fucking gone, dude. Fuck. But before this computer wouldn't fucking turn on anymore, I found a little something called uh, Infowars.com. You guys ever heard of that? Alex Jones, interesting fucking guy, you know? When you're 11... You know, when you're 11, you fucking see somebody like that, and you just start listening to all their shit, and you're like, damn, that's that's profound. That's really deep, you know? Eventually, you kind of grow up, and you kind of grow out of it, but uh, also going through that, you know, my aunt would always ask me shit like, hey, like, how's your day going, Ken? You know, like, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I just kind of look at her and be like, you know what, dude, it would be better, you know, if our president was really an overlord and the Antichrist, and if ISIS actors weren't on TV making up all these fucking cool shootings and shit, and if these fucking GMOs and the tomatoes you fed me weren't going to fucking activate you know, my day'd be a lot better if that wasn't the fucking case, but it's not, so sorry. But uh Yeah, you know, like I said, uh I was uh I was pretty lucky, you know, I grew out of it. Uh some people never grow out of that shit, you know, they fucking all this wild shit. Like uh for instance, you know, uh I work in construction, you know, most a lot of my coworkers are like ages five, which is like fucking pretty common age to just be buying into weird shit or just saying things that don't really make any fucking sense to me at all, right? Like, uh, I have coworkers who are in their fucking 60s, right? And they will, like, recite a fucking Facebook copypasta about some QAnon shit to you. Like, it's a fucking Bible verse. I try to tell them some shit like, yeah, you know, climate change is happening. They'll be like, shut up, libtard. It's fucking weather changes every day. Stop crying. And I'm just like, fuck, dude. I'm like, all right, my bad, you know? Sorry. I, didn't, I guess I just wasn't thinking about it that hard, you know? Like, God forbid you try to say anything to these guys that they fucking disagree with, you know? Uh, what was the thing I had to say? Yeah, you know, but I hate to say, uh, not all old people are like that, you know? Like, anyone ages 40 or 60, I don't have a problem with all of them, you know? Like, baby boomers. A lot of people like to shit on boomers just because they fucking, you know, certain age groups, certain beliefs and shit. But, I mean, you just got to remember, you know, there would be more cool baby boomers if they didn't all get killed by AIDS-related crack, right? Like, <laughs> they're... There would there would still be some good boomers here, you know. Like it's not it's not their fault. Well, uh, anyways, I uh, 
I know you write too much. I kept this one short. Uh, thanks for listening. And, uh, hey, and uh, thank you, Jared. I appreciate you. I wouldn't know about this if it wasn't for Jared. Good. That was funny. I enjoyed it. That, that, was, that was the comedy. That was the the jokes. All right, guys. <laughs> I love this. We're gonna keep going. Uh, just another another one for the books. I'm gonna give it up to your next comedian, uh, D Dominion Sims. I'm a tour guide in San Francisco. I do it four or five times a week. Your information is pretty okay. Uh, you know, I know about the uh, Hayden Ashbury. I know about the parks, both Presidio, both Golden Gate Park. I mean, this is some complicated shit, and it's really cool. The city of San Francisco's history is pretty cool. And uh, it's strange doing what I do because you meet people from all over the world all the time, all day, and it's very fascinating. I mean, people just come in from one part of the world and come in from this part of the world. And it's super, super fun. We had a good, uh, you know, people say that we're divided these days in this country. We had a good old racist romp going on the other day, and it started by one of the customers, and I'll explain what I mean by that. So when you're riding the bus, everybody comes, and we go to the Golden Gate Bridge. When we get to the Golden Gate Bridge, you're allowed to get off for 10 minutes because you're from around the world, and you don't get that opportunity often, so you get for 10 minutes. So say the bus is full of people, and then there are already people at the bridge. So there are people at the bridge, and I said, well, hey, you can't go upstairs yet, ma'am. These people are going to want their seats back. Let's be adults. What do we do for toilet paper? What do we do for chicken sandwiches? Huh? Huh? What do we do, people? Fucking pathetic. Pathetic. Adults? That's a fucking adult? Wow. Okay. So that's how, like, petty people are, and that's why I have to really break it down for people and stuff like that. You can't go upstairs, ma'am. You can't go upstairs, ma'am. All of a sudden, and she's one of those gals who will bully you. She's the kind of person who will take it as far as it can go. And I'm going to have to say it because this was a race thing that we're dealing with. I don't know exactly what culture she is from. She's wearing a hijab. I believe that's how you say it. And those gals will try to kick you in the balls as much as they can fucking kick you in the balls. Believe that shit. I grew up in Alameda, and I've been around everybody. Everybody. So she came in, and she's over here flexing on everybody on me. And then all of a sudden, her husband just runs right in out of the blue. You, what are you telling us that we can't do this? You're racist. Damn, we had a white couple, a Filipino couple, and a black couple. And we all went, oh, fuck you, everybody. Kiss my ass, bitch. What the hell are you talking about? Fuck you. And then so her husband's, fuck you, fuck you. He has his middle finger at me. I lose my shit. I'm from the dangerous part of the East Bay called the East Bay. And we're fucking emotional, man. And when you're my skin color or any skin color over there, you're going to get fucking tested. You better believe that shit. It is not San Francisco. <laughs> it is not San Francisco. So, you know, emotions. Ah, got off and stuff like that. And eventually it de-escalated. You know, she said, I need therapy and I'm crazy and X, Y, and Z. And that was pretty. It was a fun time. <laughs> Whatever. Bye. Bye. And I'll tell people uh, there was an American before who got on the bus. 
And I said, well, there's going to be people coming up, and we're going to have to share a seat. No, I'm not sharing a seat. I was like, well, you're a fucking American pig, aren't you? Aren't you, piggy? Yeah, you know, we got people coming from around the world, okay? That, you know, it's not just yours. This is public. You want your own little private jet? Do your own private shit, all right? Uh, so the other night, I cook. When I cook, I drink a lot because that way it's just like I cook bacon. It takes a long fucking time. And I drink Jameson, and the fucking shit just started tasting like water. And the next day, the dishes were clean. I had hard-boiled eggs. I made fucking tostadas. Didn't even remember that shit, which is dangerous. And the best part about it, when I got there in the kitchen in the morning time, I had to throw a pile about five feet in diameter all the way around. The good thing about that is I drank a lot of water to not be dehydrated, you know, for the next day. So it was a pretty clean pickup. It was a pretty clean pickup. Uh, and when I'm on the tours, I talk about things like the Salesforce building looking like a big giant penis. What the fuck is that shit? Yeah, we know San Francisco is gay, you know, but like from around the way. And it's not just for the guys. It's for the chicks, too. Let you know we got big old cock over here, right? Yeah, swinging. Yeah, that's how it goes. All right, so I just need to hear my voice and, and uh, move around and tell stories and things like that, and then I'll start, you know, getting climate uh, acad uh, adjusted. <laughs> yeah, that was Dominion Sims, dude. You're getting better. I, I like hearing your voice up there. I, I like I like I like hearing about it. I, I like it. It's cool. Uh, I'm just out here just saying I like stuff. This is the joke workshop where you tell jokes and Dakota goes, hey, I really like that. That was really neat. Uh, all right, we're going to give it up for your next comedian. Super funny, one of the best in the business. Woo! Spencer Devine! Woo! Whoever's still talking, and then you're gonna have to woo, because that's the only thing you can do. Woo! 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 I'll wait until you guys are done. Woo! I'm just kidding. I won't. I don't. Ugh, I really didn't write anything. So, woo! Get ready for four more minutes of yeah! Uh, we're gonna do a fun joke, okay? So, uh, before we start this joke, I need you all to make a deal with me that you're not going to bail early, okay? I need you to ride or die with me on this. And if you back out, it will ruin everything. Okay, so I'm going to give you some noises to make. You're going to make them on repeat. And don't stop making the noises, no matter what happens, unless I say banana, okay? Unless I say banana, don't stop. Stop! Don't bail on me, okay? Can't stress enough how important it is that you stick to it. Okay, everyone from like here to here, I'm gonna need you to go. Okay, everyone kind of in the middle-ish. I need to go. And then the you guys in the corner, I just need you to go. Okay, this is my impression. Okay, now we're gonna keep doing it, but a little quieter. Okay, great. A little louder. 
Great. Okay. This is my impression of a man who's at a dance club, and then he realizes that the dance club has wolves. Oh, hey. I don't know if you guys know, but there's some wolves in here. The music, the music is upsetting them. So I don't know who's in charge of the music. If we could just turn. Okay, they're coming a little close. Just to just turn off the music if you could, because the wolves. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> just turn it off. They're upset. Ah, why? Just turn off the music. Just turn it off. Ah! What kind of God would allow this to happen? Why? Why won't you turn the music off? Just turn it off. Who told you to keep going? Why? Ah! Ah! Banana. <laughs> One minute left. Okay, you know what I fucking hate? You know what I fucking hate? When people say today is my Friday and it's a fucking Wednesday. Like, what gives you the right? Jeff has a three-day weekend and all of a sudden he's a time lord and time means nothing anymore. I'm the mayor of Calendar Town. Today is Christmas. And tomorrow is Christmas too, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. I, I, as the mayor of Calendar Town, say that women shall never have their periods. Because what is a biological clock when Father Time is your plaything? Sometimes you're just eating a turkey sandwich alone in the dark. You can call it my Thanksgiving or you can call it clinical depression. You know? And you can't just, I get time is relative to each person, you know, but there's certain societal rules you need to adhere to. I can't be like, normally I pay for my sandwiches with money, but today I pay in snakes. Like, it, it works for me, but not for everyone else, you know? Just, <laughs> fuck you, it's, it's my birthday year, so fucking give it up for me. Spencer Devine, woo! Spencer, Spencer's fucking hilarious. So funny. So, so fucking, so funny. Uh, Spencer is the crack cocaine of comedy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we're, we're going to give it up for uh, the next comedian, uh, Sheridan Botros. Woo! Never drink again. 
my sister and brother-in-law live nearby me, and they're like these like old yuppie types, and they're into something new every week. And this week they're into alpacas. They want to do alpacas. They're beautiful animals with with beautiful fur, uh, and they want to do a sanctuary. But once they realized how much work it was going to be, they just bought alpaca jackets. To their credit, there's a lot less spitting with the jackets. So, so I was married for five years. Um, and, you know, I don't do the whole blame thing, right? I mean, that's, that's uh, I, we're just different. People are different, right? Like, you know, like, for example, I'm an introvert, and he's a pervert. That's the main way that we're different. He actually was just sort of kind of mean, actually, uh, not totally perverted. But so, and, and th- how do you know relationships are going to end, right? Because in the beginning, he'd say, Sheridan, you have such big eyes. You have big, beautiful eyes. And near the end, he was like, you have a thyroid problem? I know, that's what I, so, and then he was, and he totally criticized me. And he uh, was, you know, ha, 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 you're so stupid, and you're not cool. And I like this, I was thinking about that restroom door. Um, it's, <laughs> if, it's, uh, if you don't lock it, and the door opens, the show, you're the show. You know, that's, that's all I have to say about that. So. So he criticized me because um, I said I like this certain type of Chevrolet. And he's like, how could you like that? What's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I was biased by the really hot guy driving the car. So, you know, I was in the mission today, uh, and this guy uh, asked me if I was a prostitute, right? Then a second later, uh, someone asked me if I'm a social worker. So, you know, I get it. I'm the prostitute who cares. I just want you to get a heart on. Can I give you a head and a hug? You can, <laughs> you can pay me in candy kisses. Bring me your tired, your huddled, and your horny. So, and there was a homeless guy. I used to live in, in New York also, and that's uh, a bunch of. I, I wanted to give this guy a couple dollars, and my coworker said. Oh, don't do that. He's just going to spend it on drugs and alcohol. And I was thinking to myself, that's where it's going if I keep it. All right. I'll end, I'll end on this. I, I was getting my, you know, I went to see the hairdresser. And I was thinking, going to the hairdresser is a lot like going to the gynecologist. I'm going to tell you why. Um, it's because you wear a gown both, both times. There's something going on. You don't know quite what it is, but you hope it's going well. The only difference is with the gynecologist, they don't bring out a big mirror at the end and show you their work. That's really the only difference. Okay. Um, oh, that, this thing's happened to me since I moved to the Bay Area. I, I love it. Uh, but I started to really like the man bun. It's a real problem. Uh, I saw a, um, a golden retriever with the man bun the other day. Still hot. He looked like Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, thank you guys. You were a ton of fun. Yeah, that was that was fun. We're gonna give it up. We're gonna keep it going and, and uh, give it up for your next comedian. We we love them. It's it's Johnny Dutson. Woo! Woo! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep it going for Dakota. Yeah, I feel like I look like the kind of guy, you know, that, like, isn't allowed to buy Sudafed from Walgreens, you know? They're like, sorry, dude, you're maxed out. <laughs> you think you're going to make meth with it? I don't know. It's 
Do we look like a guy that does meth, though? Because, like, people, they don't trust you. They go, hey, can I get some fucking meth? You know? Can I, uh, can I be vulnerable with you guys for a second? Is that cool? I have, uh, I have two really hot sisters. And that is a weird thing. I mean, I don't think they're hot, you know, but people do. And I am a person. So that's the dilemma that I'm dealing with. These days. Well, they're not my stepsisters. So I've never really been in a true dilemma or anything. But I don't know. It'd be weird if I was, like, bragging about having hot sisters, right? Which I'm not doing right now. <laughs> It'd be weirder to brag if you had ugly sisters, though, right? I don't know. And I just want to get on the record that, like, I don't want to, like, have sex with my sisters. All right? And, like, I, I mean... You know, people here, they want to have sex with your ugly sisters. And they're like, ew, disgusting, you know? It is. It's, it's disgusting and wrong. Here you want to have sex with your hot sisters. They're like, ew. You know? No, I'm not actually saying that. <laughs> but uh, they, uh, they both think I need to meditate, you know? Uh, I'm like, I don't know. One time I tried to meditate in college, you know, but I was, like, high on Adderall. I don't think you should try that, you know? I feel like that's got to be, like, the second tenet of Buddhism, you know? It's like the mind is infinite. Don't do Adderall and try to meditate because you can, like, hear heart pounding, you know? It didn't work. <laughs> but I did, I did try to make myself come with my mind, you know? I tried to, like, spark out a splurge, you know? I was like, um, come. Nah. It didn't work. I did shit myself. And uh, so I don't know, I'm not like anti-meditation, but I think I got molested by <laughs> meditation. So I don't know. They think I need to go to therapy too. You know, but I can't really do therapy because like anytime I'm in a therapy, I just want to like bang the therapist, you know? <laughs> so I'll just lie. She's like, how's your sex life? I'm like, it's fucking great. Next question. She's like, no, seriously, how's your sex life? <laughs> She's like, uh, no, seriously, how's your sex life? I'm like, well, you know, this one time I was meditating, and uh, something really weird <laughs> happened. She's like, sounds like you might have ADHD. Do you want some Adderall? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle, folks. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> no, I don't know. I was at a uh, party with my older brother the other day. He was introducing me to people. He goes, uh, this is my little brother, Johnny. He looks like Jason Statham, but if he spent his entire day on Q&An forums. I'm like, dude, you can't be saying that. It's pronounced QAnon. <laughs> you know? I don't know. That's it. That's all I said. I left the party. No. <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't go on that stuff, you know, but uh, I do live at home, and I'm bald. You know? And I feel like when Google figures out that you're a bald guy that lives at home, it's like we're going to radicalize that fucker, you know? So I'm just out here trying to not get radicalized for the most part. Because I get, like, crazy shit recommended to me. You know, it's like... Uh, 10-minute home workout, five signs you're autistic, the truth about January 6th, you know? I don't click on it. Or do I? I don't know. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it's going to be all my time. Thanks, everyone. Give it up for your host in Dakota. Man, that, 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 was fu that, that was the stuff. That was the stuff. I'm not allowed to buy Sudafed. I am not allowed to buy Sudafed. Uh, just kidding. That's what he was talking about. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, uh, we're gonna keep it rolling. Like I said before, the the wait list is no longer waiting. We're gonna give it up to Gagong Singh Chanda. Hi guys. Hi guys. Hey, is it working? Uh, 
uh, I was recently named the best comedian in my apartment. After my roommate left. I recently came to know the Great Wall of China is not actually visible from space, but my depression is. I wrote a joke on vagina, it was too deep. I have a joke on penis too, it's dark and too long. I like saving time. That's why I like 69 positions. Sixty-nine means two uh, jobs at the same time. I went for a speed dating event and it became a speed rejection event. I now feel I should have recorded this shit. My girlfriend asked me to take all her clothes off. Turns out she's against cross-dressing. My girlfriend told me that she realized she's a lesbian. It's not even the problem. Problem is she still sleeps with me. I'm not even rich happening covid lockdown was a great time for introverts and husbands who are into wife beating once went to amsterdam and i hired two hookers brought them into the hotel room told them do Whatever you like, went to the restroom, came back, they were gossiping. I should have given clearer instructions. I was having sex, then I had sex. Then I wondered why girls talk serious shit after sex. That where is this conversation going? I don't know. I'm off to the restroom. Why are you asking for a commitment? Ask for simple things like water or food. Start gossiping. I used to do comedy in, in India. Hey, this is I used to do comedy in India and audiences were The rule that every comedy Got impressed by some other comedian. Next day, she said, Thanks a lot, you made me meet the love of my life. So I started uh, gossiping. Okay, that's my time. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well that, <laughs> that, that was fucking awesome. Love it. All right, guys. Give it up for your next comedian, Raphael Wolf! Woo!
Mutiny Radio. How we doing, guys? How we doing? Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about uh, water polo. Do you guys uh, clap if you know what that is, actually? Do you guys know what water polo is? Okay, okay. All right, nice, nice. You got a few people. For those of you who don't, really quick, basically, you may have seen it on the Olympics every once in a while. It's basically like soccer in the water, but you use your hands. There's like two soccer goals. And uh, I played for a long time growing up. And most of the game is played underwater, right? And the refs are up on the pool deck, and they can't really see what's going on, under, going on underwater. So there's a lot of cheating in water polo. There's a lot of scratching and punching. But if you really want to hurt your opponent, and I swear to God this is true, if you really want to hurt him, you can't really punch him because the water will sort of... So what you do is you squeeze his balls. And uh, that is 100% true, by the way. I wish it wasn't, but I've been grabbing balls competitively for a very, very long time. Yes, yes, give it up for me. Competitive ball grabbing, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true, for a long time. The first time I got my balls grabbed, I was 10. And that had nothing to do with water polo. But the second time I got my balls grabbed, I was like 12. And that, you know, that, that hurt pretty bad. Getting your balls grabbed is a little bit... The first one I kind of liked. The second one hurt. But getting your balls grabbed is a little bit like getting nuked because there's like... Nothing you can do about it. All you can really do is just nuke them back. And then you have a kid with a birth defect one day. And um, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was telling my girlfriend about the ball grabbing the other day. And uh, she asked me, she goes, do you, do you, put, do you, do you count those? And I was like, what do, you, what, is, what do you mean? What does that mean? She goes, do you put those ball grabs in the same list as the women you've had sex with? And I was like... No, babe, of course not, because I've grabbed way more balls. Why the fuck would I do that shit to myself? Why on earth would I do that? Look, it's not not it's not even like it'd be bisexual or anything. Let's do some math. I've had sex with uh, three women, and if I count the 400 balls I've grabbed, that's just gay, right? That's not bisexual at all. That's pretty much just gay. Th three pussies and 400 balls. It's 400 pairs, so it's actually almost 1,000. And that three, you can pretty much round down to zero. That's not the ratio of a straight guy at all, you know. It's the ratio of a gay guy who had sex with a few trans men, maybe. But, <laughs> and um, like it's been fucked with my head, you know. I've been uh, been grabbing balls compet 15 years of competitive ball grabbing. My whole worldview is all fucked up. Like the other day, this uh, this gay guy came up to me and he was like, "Hey, you want to have some gay sex?" And I was like. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, no, I'm I'm straight. I don't no, no, I don't want to do that. No, I'm good. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to play some water polo? <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> I mean, how could I possibly resist? <laughs> so um, I was born in 90, 1997. So uh, I have a weird relationship with the internet. The internet was a fucked up place when I was growing up. You guys remember that, right? And there was it was like the fucking Wild West for a little while. It was it was bizarre. Like two girls, one cup came out when I was eight years old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys have any idea how fucked up that was? It was pretty fucking bad. It was pretty shitty. Two girls, one cup came out before Pornhub. That means the first boob I saw had poop on it, guys. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. And I was born in '97, so uh, I don't remember 9/11. Two girls, one cup was my 9-11, guys. <laughs> Just standing at the screen. I was horrified. Everything changed. Nothing was the same. <laughs> America changed. <laughs> and, um, yeah, Facebook was fucked up, too, you know? Like, back in the day, like, the fa like social media had, like, people... Facebook gained popularity when I was in middle school, and adults hadn't joined Facebook yet. It was all middle schoolers on Facebook when I was on Facebook. Like, my Jewish friend and good buddy of mine uh, made his profile pick a picture of a Nazi. 
Yeah, and I thought that shit was so funny that I also made my profile pick a picture of a Nazi. Yeah, we, bo- we both made our profile pics a picture of me. Okay, guys, my name is Raphael Wolfgang. Thank you, guys. That was the comedy. Woohoo! Yeah, we're doing great tonight, guys. Uh, we're gonna give uh, we're gonna give it up for your next comedian, Liam Renand. Oh no, no, no! We're still going. We're still rolling. Liam! Holy shit! It's a kid! It's a kid! Oh my god! We all. Real quick, how old are you? Fourteen. Fourteen, Liam Renand. Whoa! Hello, it's me. I am indeed the problem. It's me because I have a monopoly on the comedy space in this room and everywhere in San Francisco because the adults always go up and they're always scared because I'm here. So they always talk about uh, how to say there and pigeons and forcing the audience to beatbox. And for... <laughs> And for the record, Monopoly's not the board game where it has that one piece that I think looks like foreskin, the thimble or whatever. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> when only one person can do something good. Uh, and um, so yeah, for the rest of the time, I'm gonna be telling sex jokes. What you couldn't do. Um, <laughs> um, one of you said that they were the best comedian in their apartment. I was the best uh, comedian in passing period. Uh, yeah, whenever I'm called up, like everyone else is like, oh, I, lo- I love this guy, you know. They're part of the family. They're my grandma's favorite. When I get, <laughs> you know, when I get brought up, it's, hello, everyone. You know, this is probably his first time. His main features include being a child, and since I am a child, about a year ago, uh, me and my mom were going to a Pixar movie called Turning Red. Now, before we are going to walk in, they told us that, or she said, are you sure you want to see this? And I said, yeah, why not? And she proceeded to tell me she thought it was about girls having their periods. The thing is, she was actually correct. Uh, and that's very, very disturbing, because it makes me wonder what Pixar's next movie is going to be. Turning Sticky? I mean, this is crazy. Red isn't even red isn't even Disney's color. I mean, you don't see Mario having this problem. You don't see him being sent to uh, Walgreens to get Princess Peach tampons. That just doesn't happen. Or maybe I never got to that level. <laughs> or, you know, maybe that's why he's always doing plumbing in the castle. Maybe she flushes the tampons. Oh, Luigi, we have a lot to work to do. Wahoo. Want to see that in the next teaser trailer for the uh, movie coming out. Uh, so about Mario, there was this like Disneyland in China where apparently they call their janitors Winnie the Pooh because they deal with poo. And in that case, when they're making this Ninten- physical Nintendo land, are they going to call their plumbers Mario? Or maybe... Once you've done enough arcades, you actually get promoted. The child gets to be Mario, and they're forced to do all the plumbing. Child labor, everyone. I don't know why they're not hiring me. This is great.
great efficiency. They should hit me up. I have all the great ideas. Um, so 10 years ago, there was like this DJ duo called LMFAO. And you probably know that Party Rock is in the house tonight. Uh, what I didn't learn until very recently is that they were actually an, uh, an uncle-nephew duo. That's very disturbing, because think about what happened at the parties they DJed at. Think about what they did to, <laughs> think about what they did, the same thing, right next to each other in rooms, or the same room. You know, I just think that Red Foo, the older one, should take some responsibility. Maybe ground him, take away his car keys. He needs to be a better role model. But uh, yeah, that's my time. Liam Danger, no. Holy shit. Holy shit, that kid was funny. That kid was hilarious. I'm sorry, I'm, I, I shouldn't call him a kid. I mean, he did. He probably figured out how to jerk off last week. But uh, anyway, guys, we're going to keep this going. That, that was fucking hilarious. I loved it. Every second of it. Uh, these kids these days are just wild out. These little Zoomers. Uh, right, real quick, Dash, are you his dad? This next person that's going up is the dad of that kid. And I'm so fucking stoked. He makes me want to be a dope dad like that because I have a three-year-old. I hope he does comedy in the future. Give it up for Dash Renand! Woo! Yeah. Right, yeah. As, lo if, as if Uncle Nephew wasn't bad enough. Jeez. Like, <laughs> Fortunately, open mics don't go as hard as Miami club parties, I guess. <laughs> this whole thing was a setup, actually. I got Lauren to come down here with those flashcards, try to finally teach the kid the difference between there, there, and there. You got to incept education. It doesn't come naturally to him anymore. I had a weird day at work today. They, a, a lot of words you can't use anymore. I tried to use the term straw man, like someone was making a straw man argument. Do you folks know what a straw man argument is? No? Well, if you don't, don't worry about it, because you can't say the word straw man anymore. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's verboten. Apparently, we're supposed to say straw dog instead. I, I shit you not, my boss said this. I'm like, you sure, boss? You want me to say straw dog at work? <laughs> we can say straw dog now. It's like, I'm not, I'm not going to fight this one. I don't want to look this gift horse in the mouth. But really, like... Were people being offended by not being included in straw man? It's like, excuse me, there can be straw women too, you know? It's not just a man that could be held up for some argument, you know? <laughs> but the terrible thing is I don't think anyone was actually offended by not being included in the straw man thing, and they just got rid of it anyway. They made a straw man argument for getting rid of straw man. You don't want to straw dog the straw man, folks. Even the farmers know better than to do that. You, you wear protection around the scarecrows. It's terrible. Now, damn. <laughs> Our host, uh, uh, Morty Stein, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Um, speaking of dogs, though, I uh, anyone here a dog owner? I've always wanted to have a rescue dog. You know, that's the cool thing to do, have a rescue dog. So as soon as the pandemic started, I drove out to Stockton, and I dropped my dog down a well. <laughs> it's okay. He's fine. He's fine. He survived, you know. You could definitely tell that he's a rescue now, though. <laughs> it's all over his personality. <laughs> <laughs>
But people don't realize this. Lassie never rescued Timmy from the well. Timmy was never in the well. Lassie was the one in the well. And yet they call these dogs rescue dogs. I wouldn't trust any of these dogs to rescue anyone. I would call the police before relying on anyone's rescue dog. All right, that one's dumb. Uh, anyone here? Anyone listening to NPR? You got any NPR fans? We're at a radio station. No one's doing the NPR thing. Yeah, NPR is cool. You get a lot of fodder for comedy. They always have to be so chipper about everything on NPR, even when the world's going to shit. It's like, oh, yeah, hi, folks. Now our next host, we're very excited to bring them on. They're going to talk about the abortion landscape with us. <laughs> Whoa, the abortion landscape. Who commissioned that painting? You know, it's I guess it's better than an abortion portrait. <laughs> oh, this is fun. I had a friend visit recently, uh, and uh, she, uh, I was like, hey, what do you want to do? You want to go up to Coit Tower? You want to go across the Bay Bridge? You want to go to the De Young? She said, let's just get in the car and see where the open road takes us. And, you know, like, I care about the environment, you know? I'm like, my head, same thing as saying, you know what? Let's just turn on the stove while we figure out what we want to do for dinner. <laughs> All four ranges, why not? Let's, let's go for it. <laughs> but I was reading actually an article just the other day about the best things you can do for the, ar uh, the environment. They just published this. And it turns out the very best thing that you can do for the environment is actually to have one less kid. Unfortunately, the article didn't clarify, you know, how you're supposed to dispose of it. <laughs> My name is Dash Renault. You've all been fabulous. That was that was hilarious. You're such a good dad. Hey, uh, I uh, settle down, settle down. All right, guys, we're we're doing the funnies. We got two more, and then we're done, guys. All right, all right. Woo! All right, everybody, give it up for the 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 funny. The wise TK Moyer. There we go. Yo, uh, this is very low. Yo, give it up for all the comedians, dog. Y'all kicked ass tonight. Beatbox, dude, bro. I was back there dying. YouTube, bro. Like, oh my God. I didn't. That's your kid, son. Like, that's your boy. Like, if <laughs> straight up more, you look at you like, bro, I ain't got to read this fucking card. <laughs> it's yours. Is this your mom? It's not. It's not. Okay, just making sure. Because I was shocked that it was his dad. I was like, this your mom, too? Like, it's a whole family affair up here? It's like, your, your mom is fine. I'm sorry. I didn't wanna go there. God damn, bro. You had me thinking about Mario, though. Like, you kind of fucked me up. But in a different sense, like, you remember, so you, did you play the first Mario? The classic Super Mario Brothers? But you play, you know the concept. Is Mario going to get Princess from Bowser's house? <laughs> can I, I, can, I can curse a little bit, right? Good. I never seen Bowser kidnap this bitch. Not, not once. <laughs> Have you ever seen that shit? Have you ever seen Kit Bowser? No. I'm starting to think that Mario was the fucking villain of this, of this whole game, dog. Because you only see Bowser start tripping with Mario in his fucking house. And the whole time he kicking around these little baby turtles and shit. And you never see Bowser's baby mama. But who always at his house though? That fucking princess, dog. 
starting to think that Mario's like a toxic ex-boyfriend to keep they keep breaking into his ex's house, like, give me my bitch back. And it's fucked up because Bowser, each like Bowser cool as shit. If you look at it that way, because each level, he has a bigger fucking house. Each level, his house gets bigger and just it's just what's my MTV Cribs type shit. And one level, he had like a volcano in his fucking living room. Not for the flex, though. That's his, that's his fucking security system. Because his white boy keep breaking his fucking house. <laughs> shit fucked me up, dog. So thank you for that. I got new material that fast. This motherfucker is good. Give it up for the young man. You're, yeah, you're brilliant, man. Top half to you, man. You also had me thinking about Genuine. You know who Genuine is? Genuine is this, uh, this R&B singer from the 90s. It's really big. He had a song called Pony. It's like, if you horn in, let's do it. Come on, ride it, my pony, my saddles. Come on, wait and get it. Come in, jump on it. It made me think. I would never call my dick a pony. Because a pony is a small horse, right? There's nothing sexy about a small horse, dog. No fucking, as a black man, I'm like, you want to come ride this bucking bronco? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Want to come ride this stallion? You in the club, hey girl, you horny, want to ride this pony? Like, hell no. <laughs> Fuck out of here. My thing is, if David Attenborough, I want to name my dick after something that David Attenborough would describe as vicious. You know what I'm saying? David, I want him to be like, this animal, the most vicious animal in the entire animal kingdom. The pony. Like, it doesn't work. It doesn't fucking work that way. You ain't never seen a woman be like, oh, you know what I want for Christmas? I want that pony. Like, it, no, I want. I got a big ass dick. I got a fucking Trojan horse in my. Woo! Yeah, Zach, this all came from you. Thank you so much. Uh, yo, this, I cannot wait to come back here next Monday. So just give it up for Mutiny Radio and Pam yeah. and everybody. And thank y'all so much. I'm out. Yeah, that was that was awesome. TK Moyer, everybody. Yeah, fucking love it, dude. I love black guys, man. That's it. I just love black guys. Anyway, uh, we're gonna give it up for your next guy and the final comedian, Harold Getz. And then, oh shit, are they even in, are they in here? Oh fuck! I guess I guess I guess it's it's over. Uh. It's not. It's not. Oh, no. Uh, guys. All right. Uh, I think we're done. Yeah, anyway, fuck it. We're done, guys. It's the, it's the end of the night. Woo! Get the fuck out of here. I love you all. That was Mutiny Radio's Joke Workshop every Monday, 6 p.m. on the West Coast. And for all y'all that are listening out there in Texas, for, because, you know, I told y'all too, I love you very much. Big shout-out to my friend Holly. Big shout-out to everybody out there in the world. I just, yeah, I'm just saying, I love you all. Uh, this is comedy. Comedy is the best. Thank you to Pam Benjamin. I hope she does great all week. You're going to be able to listen to all the comedy stuff. Anyway, woo-woo! Yeah!
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on MutinyRadio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Come watch your favorite John Hughes 80s films through a whole new lens. We'll have the subtitles on and the volume low while a panel of feminists critique these beloved movies that shaped a generation with sexist, classist, homophobic, racist plots and characters, and settings along with a healthy dose of damage property. Hosted by staunch feminist Pam Benjamin at Mutiny Radio, join us 215 for 16 Candles with Warren Kraut and Emma Brennan. 3-1, The Breakfast Club with Spencer Devine and Dominic Delgadillo. 3-15, Pretty in Pink with Nina G and Allison Reynolds. And 3-28, Some Kind of Wonderful with Mel Michelle. Hey, it's really exciting. We're going to be here, 278 121st Street, screening John Hughes Films with you. 6 o'clock every other Wednesday, Mutiny Radio. Kids, it's your pal, Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Autumn Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, 
or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino, I'm headed down to Beauty Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value and the 